Welcome to Beyond the Crops, the podcast where we share the real and raw behind the scenes of conventional farming and what it's like to raise a family on America's backroads. I'm Jenna. And I'm MP. Today we have a captivating episode with an inspiring fellow farm wife. Kylie Epperson and her family farm in Missouri, and over the past few years, she has found her passion in helping rural women live authentic, confident, and colorful lives. You're not going to want to miss hearing more of her story and what inspired her to step out of her comfort zone and start her business. I'm so, so excited to welcome Kylie to our podcast today. Kylie, like Mary Pat, is one of my OG farm wife Instagram friends, like back when all of us were incredibly irrelevant and had maybe a thousand followers on Instagram. So I feel like we all kind of grew up together in the social media world. <laughs> but a thousand followers is still a lot of people to be. It watching, is a lot of people. Like. It, it is. is. So thanks for joining us today, Kylie. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. I laughed quietly to myself when we said OG farm wives that were irrelevant. <laughs> I mean, are we relevant now? I don't know. I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, it's definitely up for debate. <laughs> I feel like the, I don't know about you guys, but even just hearing from one person or impacting one person fills my cup. And that's all you really need. No doubt. Agreed. No doubt. So I'm so excited for Kylie to share her story and kind of where she began and how she got to where she is now. But we're all three farm wives. So let's do a quick crop report. Who wants to start? Mary Pat? Sure. We're pretty dry still. Um, We just finished fungicide yesterday. And I feel like We definitely could use rain, but we're definitely not in the same position as you, both of you guys. So when we get your updates, that'll be, I'm sure, hard or interesting to hear about where you guys are at. But um, I kind of feel like this is the time of year where it gets starts to get just a little bit boring because there's really not much more we can do besides if we have irrigation start keep water to the crop. And we've had a lot of irrigation issues lately. (laughs) So that's Um. been crazy. Just like. Josh is up in the middle of the night all the time trying to figure stuff out and um, running back and forth to the irrigation. So it's been, we're thankful for the water, but it's also hard sometimes when it's not working well. So what about you guys? Um, I am in Northeast Missouri. We'll talk probably a little bit about that as we go, but we have been excessively dry. We dry land crop most of our dryland farm, I guess it's called by most of you Westerner people. <laughs> um, it, we have two irrigation pivots that come off of pork production units. And so we use the manure from those. We integrate water and put that on our crop throughout the year. So we have like 300 acres in um, irrigation. It also has a lot of problems, Mary Pat. So you're not alone. I feel like with irrigation comes problems. Um, but we are so dry we had a really good start to our growing season. Everything looked green and bright and fresh. And after about June 11th, the water turned off. We got our first measurable rain on August 3rd. So Mm. our corn crop sadly did not pollinate well. We hit some of those hottest weeks when we were in pollination. So I know Jordan just talked to Jordan is my husband. He just talked to our crop insurance agent yesterday to start talking about adjusting corn or just what that process is going to look like this fall. We have had some late rains like August I do think some of our later beans will survive and make something. Um, But it's not been a really fun year here in the growing season. That's for sure. Would you say you guys are, I mean, obviously you don't have a lot of irrigation. Would you say most years you struggle more more with too much moisture than too little? 
Definitely in the last five years prior to this year, it has been excessively wet, specifically in the in the planting season. It gets a little bit better as the year went on, and we've had some exceptional crops. I think the, the hybrids that we're planting can handle a lot. I mean, even what we see right now with our soybean crop, our Enlist E3 products, they're holding out for us. But yes, it's been more too much rain, but we also are in the geographical area where we're always two weeks away from a drought. That's what my father-in-law keeps instilling in me. We're two weeks away from a drought. And now my husband and it, he, they're not lying. Like we had four inches at the beginning of June and two weeks later, it, our ground was cracking. It was just totally bizarre. And I think that's a good testament that when we do get one really good rain, that doesn't solve all our problems because the water tables are low. And when that soaks in, like you said, just a few weeks later, the ground's cracking. It's insane. Yeah. And we do all we can with what we have, but this rain here will help our soybeans. I don't think it'll put a lot more fill on the corn. Maybe, maybe not. I might be surprised, but it, half of our ears aren't pollinated. So you can't fill something that's not pollinated. There. Yeah. Yeah. It's not there. It's not growing. Yeah. You guys did a video on that recently, didn't you? Yeah. It was one of those random one-off videos that I feel like impacted a lot of people. I didn't think Uh it was going to be successful, but it was shared widely and it was just a learning tool, which was really fun to kind of touch back to my OG roots of farm wife, sharing all the knowledge that I learned with others. I love it. I remember seeing the videos of you showing your crops and I gasped because our dryland acres look terrible, but like you all know, I'm we're 90% irrigated. And so we still have a very harvestable crop. And I just couldn't believe that reality that you're living right now. It is dry. We are still dry. We've caught random little rains, but more than anything, actually a tornado came through our little small town last week. And it was such a freak thing. It happened at seven in the morning. There was zero warning. Actually, one of my dear friend's house got hit pretty badly. Thank you, Jesus. She wasn't home because her and her girls would have been injured or very traumatized from being home for that. And the neighbors were home and they kind of told the story and the tornado was there literally over before the sirens even went off. So there was like no warning. Tornadoes can just be so scary. So we went out and we were a little bit worried, like, oh, great. If our town looks this bad because it hit our downtown really bad, all like half the streets are blocked off. It's just honestly a mess right now. We thought the crops were going to be horrendous, but it was kind of a weird little storm. It literally like touched down on one edge of town, went through the whole town and then picked up at the golf course on the edge of town and kind of moved on. We Levi said we have maybe like 10% hail and wind loss on most of our fields, but honestly, we're so, I feel like callous to that. We're just like accepting we're going to get that much wind and hail every growing season where we live that we honestly were just thankful coming out of that storm. So we're very dry as well, but we have irrigation and are just battling the wind and the hail lately. That was crazy what you shared too, Jenna, those pictures and just, I can't even imagine your small town. I'm so sorry for what you guys have been through and we're definitely keeping you in your prayers and hopefully they can restore it. Yes. Thank you so much. We sure appreciate that. It is cool though, when stuff like that does happen to just see the true camaraderie and community in small towns, because people just dropped what they were doing and just went and helped started cleaning up. No questions asked. People just started bringing food to help people working. It was just a really neat thing to experience amid such tragedy. Yeah. We had a derecho. Does I say that derecho? They had the big one in Iowa. Just shortly after that, we had a very small one in a neighboring town and it was kind of the same thing. Like we all just took our 
chainsaws and trailers and mm-hmm. our two hands and did the best you could with what you had. And it, it was interesting. The people that lived there, they were so grateful and almost surprised. But I just feel like that's what people do in a small town. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's jump into our interview with Kylie. Kylie, why don't you start out by obviously Mary Pat and I know you very well, but our listeners might not. So kind of tell us a little bit about who you are, where you come from, and then how you the journey that led you to what we're going to talk about today, which is all things color and style. Okay. Hello, hello. That's why I start every podcast. It's very weird. Sorry, guys. Um, my name is Kylie Epperson. I am a farm wife in northeastern Missouri. We live in a very small town called Vandalia. I have three beautiful children. They are six, eight, and two and a half. That two and a half year old, he's the one who will, you know, give me gray hair this as an adult, I'm sure. We um, have corn, soybeans, and pigs. We are just walking this journey of life, uh, praying and being as faithful as we can as farmers. I would say I started on this farm wife journey, obviously back in 2013, excuse me, when I got married to my husband, but it wasn't until a little bit later in life that I realized that a lot of people weren't talking about agriculture online and specifically how isolating and lonely farm wife life can be. Um, and so in 2018, we had a tragic barn fire. We don't really need to touch on that, but it was with our hog buildings. We just had a a big accidental fire. And that was when I started sharing online when we were just nobodies, right? Mary Pat, Jenna, um, (laughs) and we all found each other. And from there, my goal was to share with millennial moms, specifically my age of women who was buying groceries for their family, reassuring them that what was grown was from families like yours and mine and all of your listeners. And that whatever we bought at the grocery store could be trusted just as much as our direct to consumer or our backyard farmers or whatever that looked like. Not that one was better than the other, but that both can be trusted. Um, As we went about that journey, I realized that farm wife life was so isolating. And I would mentioned that, but it got even more so the more kids that I had and the farther that I dug into trying to fit into a cookie cutter mold of being this farm wife that my mother-in-law was. And I love her and I respect her. And I have such an admiration for her role on our farm and her relationship with my father-in-law and my husband, but I was not suited or made. God did not make me to be the bookkeeper of our farm. And it took a really long time to figure that out and a lot of hardships. Um, with my third child, I mentioned he's a stinker. He, I had really severe postpartum anxiety and depression after him and went through some really dark... Um, roller coaster moments of emotions. And it wasn't until I really gave myself the permission to stop doing what I thought I should be doing to then open up some space to dig into some things that I was really passionate about, like house of color, color and style. But ultimately the goal of an overall mission as a personal brand, as a farm brand, as a, as a house of color consultant, it's to really empower women to feel their most, most authentic, confident selves in whatever skin they have. And again, just helping them do that with the tools that they are already equipped with that God already blessed them with. Kylie, I love hearing your story this way. I don't think I've ever heard you explain it like this. And especially just stepping into where you were feeling called to, because I feel like it's so easy for us to put this pressure on ourselves to conform to what we think we should be. I love that. Thank you. 
I do too. And I, this was the abridged version and I've heard Kylie's keynote that tells like her whole story and it like literally brought me to tears and it's such a powerful story. So a plug, if you ever get a chance to attend an event where Kylie's speaking, you need to go because her story is incredible. Oh, I love you. Where is that? Where did you hear it? I feel like I'm FOMO major. Uh, It was a event for National Hereford Women last fall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Special. (laughs) Um, Jenna introduced me to zit patches. Thanks, Jenna. You're welcome. (laughs) I know that's not necessarily agriculture related, but shameless plug. If you have any zits, these little patches that you can put on overnight. I appreciate that so much. They're called Mighty Patches. They're literally on Amazon. We'll link them in the show notes. (laughs) I don't know how the conversation went this way. (laughs) I don't either. But you know what? This is beyond the crops. We talk about a lot more than just farming. (laughs) Yes. Amen. Okay. Style and color. Let's bring it back. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I think I was, I might have been the first one to get my colors done out of this group. When did you get it done, Kylie? Um, March of 2021. Okay. So I was January of 2021. So not that much ahead of you, but I do remember Kylie going to get her color sun and I knew how much she loved the color green. And I was like, please, Lord, let her be in autumn or she's going to be so mad because <laughs> there's greens in every season, but unapologetically autumns have all the best greens. So tell us more, Kylie. Yeah. I had wanted to go with friends. I had a mutual friend that was a um, house of color consultant. And I knew some other farm gals that also wanted to go get it done. We were all mutual friends of this one individual. The nasty 2020 year was here. I was super pregnant when we had talked about going and it just didn't feel like the right time. And so we scheduled something six months out. We knew we wanted to go and we put it that far in advance. It was going to be a fun day. Um, As a pregnant Kylie, I thought I would be, the baby would be eight or 10 weeks old and it would be fine. And he would come with me. And that is what happened. I just didn't understand a lot more things that were going on in my brain or or weren't connecting in my brain. And so I drove four and a half hours to get my colors done in Des Moines, Iowa. Um, I stayed at my cousin's, like I made a whole weekend out of it. And if you're a parent and you know how hard a, a parent and a farm wife, you know how hard it is to find childcare outside of your husband. Luckily at the beginning of March, there wasn't a lot going on on the farm. So Jordan kept the other kids, but I traveled and found out that I was an autumn, my friend was a winter, and my other friend was a spring. So it was really fun to see three different seasons in one appointment. That doesn't always happen, but it is fun to see what you're not to help you understand what you are sometimes. That's really cool. So fun. Why don't you give a quick uh, explanation of what House of Color is and what it is that you do? Because we're all well-versed in it, so I feel like we can just (laughs) start talking about the nitty-gritty, but the general population might need some more background info. Yes. So House of Color is a UK-based system. It started back in 1985 in the UK, and it came over to the US in 2010. I got certified as a consultant at the very beginning of 2022. So I had my colors done in March of 21 and was a certified stylist in January of 22. And I was in the first 110 consultants. So our growth was very small. Uh, Social media has been so huge for that. But What we do is we are stylists first and foremost, but we are also our color consultants. So I think style is really under talked about and we can talk about that later. But it's a two-part service with lots more added benefits on the back end. But we use science to help you find your best coloring, your best colors to match your undertones. And so we compare warm seasons to cool seasons. And then we compare 
do we need bright and clear versus blended and muted? And again, we're just trained in this scientific process to help you find what looks the best. The really cool part about a color consult is it is so less about vanity and more about building confidence and ease in your day-to-day routine and really giving up the unknown or the um, the wonder of does gold jewelry look good on me? Does white gold? Is it is my hair the right color? When I go into my closet, I don't wear half of it. You know, simplifying and really ma- adding that mainstream part into your closet in your wardrobe, it simplifies your morning routine. It simplifies your going out on Friday night. It simplifies whether you buy something or you don't. You're just not guessing. Mm-hmm. Actually, the funny thing is with my color consult, I was homebound with a kid during the um, illness. And I had to go to Target on my way because I had to stop and nurse him. So here I am all masked up. I've got this baby. I'm just dripping in sweat because I was in my coat. You know, it's March. So you have to go into the store and you're just absolutely sweating to death. And I bought a lavender dress, a black outfit on my way to my color analysis. Kylie, you never shop if you have an appointment made already. I I tell everyone to not not shop, but I needed retail therapy, something fierce. I needed to like see other humans and know that the world still lived outside of my home and my baby and like this small world that I was living in. So on my way back, I just went right back to Target, breastfed, returned everything. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so it definitely makes shopping easier. It makes your routines easier. There's just so many benefits on the backside. And, and ultimately, it makes you more confident in your choices. And as moms, as wives, as adults, we sometimes need to simplify choices in our day-to-day life. Yes. I yeah. And everything you said is so true and I've lived it. And I think a lot of people, when they hear about it, they say, well, I don't want to get told what not to wear. But that is absolutely not what happens. I was never told don't wear black, even though black looks terrible on me. And 80% of my wardrobe was black prior to my color consult because it was Same. safe. And I'm like, oh, black, gray, black, gray, off-white because I live on a farm. I can't have white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I left that appointment truly believing, okay, black does look harsh on me. It was so crazy, so life giving. Yeah, I'm like a baby color. Like I'm just, I've been, just been born as an autumn, and I'm <laughs> starting to figure things out. But I can't believe like how eye opening it was. And honestly, I I watched both of you step into your season, and mm-hmm. from the outside, I desperately was trying to find it just on my own. <laughs> like, ooh, I really like how light purple looks mm-hmm. on me. That was the color <laughs> I like, and so. I just kind of leaned into what I thought, but so I was nervous going into it. But then after I found out I was in autumn, like literally just a few weeks ago with Kylie, um, I went back to my closet and all of the, my favorite things to wear, well, not all of them, but the majority were that fit into my autumn colors already. So mm-hmm. it was like very eye opening for me. So we have four different seasons. If we want to like work through yeah. those, we have autumn, yeah. warm, rich, earthy, and vibrant. Those are our filter words or our top high hitting words. Our spring season is warm, bright, light, and splashy. Our summer season is cool, blended, muted, creamy, maybe a little smoky. And then our winter season is cool, bold, high contrast, high visible, um, really bright colors. And so there is a perfect fourth of the colors in the entire universe for everyone. It's just what is that? And do we, you know, how do we know if we don't know? And again, a color, a color analysis is such a, a great investment. I mean, I'll shamelessly plug my own business, but a lot of your listeners won't be able to come to me. They can find another house of color consultant somewhere else. But 
it it is how much money do we spend on coffees or mm-hmm. clothes we don't know that work for us or whatever magazines any of those things that we love to do every once in a while books at target oh my gosh i have like spent so much money on books at target that you can afford a color analysis that will equip you with knowledge that you will know forever. Your color season does not ever change in the rest of your life. Also, just how much do you spend on like a weekend of entertainment? I went with some friends and it was just like the best girls day. And I've also attended three or four other people's color consults because it's just a fun girls day. You like go, you hang out, you build each other up. And it's literally well worth the investment just for that day of fun, I feel like. And I do feel like it saves so much money. I was so guilty of when I would online shop. Oh, if it comes in black, I'll buy it. But then I left knowing that black didn't look great on me. And the consultant proved that to me because it's like Kylie said, it's very scientific and you can literally see it happening in front of your eyes that you there's no not believing it. And I didn't just go home and get rid of everything in my closet. Over the next few months I did. And I don't think I, I don't think there's anything black in my closet left. But when I went through, it was like, okay, there's so much clothes I don't wear. And it was because it was like some purple or some color that looked terrible on me. I'd, I'd get ready, not knowing that it wasn't my season. But then it was like something just didn't look right. Oh, it's because it looks, it's not my season. It doesn't look good with my skin tone. And so now I'm ruthless when I shop. Like if it is not in my season, I am for sure not buying it. And if now that I know my style too, I'm even more ruthless about making sure that it's something that is going to make getting ready easier, easy, like Kyle, Kylie said, and make putting outfits together easier and save me so much time getting ready. I will say though, like in the past few weeks, since I found out I'm in autumn, when I go shopping, I'm like, Ooh, this is my color. I need to buy it. And I have purchased a couple of things that I don't feel really I'm dealing good in like just fit wise. So I do need to do style, which we need to learn more about too. But um, I was in TJ Maxx yesterday, Jenna, and I implemented what I learned from our declutter episode, which was if it's not a heck yes, it's a heck no. And if you wouldn't buy it on sale, you have no business buying it full price. So I feel like That's so plugging- familiar. Yeah, I learned this. I learned those things from Kylie. I know what you meant, but you said if you wouldn't buy it on in if you wouldn't, you wouldn't buy it at full price, price yes, don't you have no business sale. buying it at sale. And I literally hear Kylie saying that in my head every time I go shopping. <laughs> yeah, you for sure need to do style, Mary Pat. Yes, I do. Okay. Well, I want to learn more about that, but first I want to know, like, I know that you had to learn all of this. How long and like what was kind of involved in that process to become a consultant? Yeah. So it actually went very rapidly. I stopped doing the books for our farm, which was a huge deal for all you farm wives out there. If you're doing books and it's not filling your cup, there is other options. We are fortunate on our farm that we had a great team in our accounting program that had people set up. But I also understand that that's not for everybody. Um, and so I was able to really back out of my books really easily. Okay. That's not the question. So stop doing that. That was in October at the end of September. And I said out loud to my friend Emily, I think I'd like to be a house of color consultant in like October. Because I, it wasn't like I didn't have enough going on. Three small children, farm still helping. When I left that or opened up that space, it felt like I all of a sudden had so much space to do all sorts of other things. And she said, you'd be great at that. And so I signed up in November and I started training in January. And it's about two to three weeks total of training to become a certified franchise consultant. Um, stylist is the word we're supposed to use now. But um, so three weeks, you do an online training for a week, and then you go to in-person really intense training for about a week 
ours was in Kansas City. I think it's moving to Dallas. I vividly remember you kind of telling me how overwhelmed you were and how you were not your life, your the cur- your current roles were not giving you life. And then I could sense your overwhelm. And then you said, I want to be a house of color consultant. And my first thought was, is she crazy? Because she already has so much oh. going on. But then I was like, no, she's not crazy. This is what she's called to do. And she like Emily said, will be so great at it. And you are. I just love watching you blossom in this. It's interesting because the brand that I had built for myself as an agricultural influencer was so it felt it felt like when I stopped doing the farm books, all of a sudden I wasn't a part of the farm. And that's just not true. And so then I felt like there were two Kylie's. There was House of Color Kylie and there was Farm Kylie. And they somehow didn't match and there was no way to cross them over. And I'm really just trying to figure out how they integrate into one personal brand or one messaging and and really diving back into that. Because once you start a new business, as you guys all know, it literally consumes you and everything else has to really fall back to the background a little bit. It's hard to do two things really well at once. And I think that's what I was trying to do before I quit book work was I was trying to be a really awesome mom and a really awesome bookkeeper and a really awesome partner to my husband, both business and in our personal world. And there was just way too many glass balls in the air and I could not juggle them all. And so something had to drop at that time. It was bookkeeping. But even then, once I jumped for head first into house of color that just consumed a lot of me as well. I feel like that's something a lot of our listeners will be able to relate to. Mm -hmm. And I think it's something that you don't automatically solve just dropping one thing. And it can be something you have to constantly revisit and analyze like how am I spending my time? Yep. Definitely. And I love how you said there was house of color, Kylie and farm Kylie, and that you are making the realization that those two can live together because our true, our full identity doesn't lie in being a farm wife and being a part of the farm. There is so much more to all of us than the, that farm. And I love that you've embraced that and then shared that and maybe even given permission to other women to do similar things. Yeah, because we can like nice things and still be a farm girl or we can like to do things outside of the farm and still identify with the farm if we want to. But again, it doesn't take our whole identity. And I think I felt very fraud-like in the beginning of starting House of Color of one, who am I that people are going to trust to do style and color consult? But then also I'm leaving all of these dedicated people that I've built in this community behind. Um, And that's just not true. That's just not true. So yep, I definitely empower people to be be the best version of themselves and no matter how, how we can get to that best version or just to keep working toward it really. Okay, so let's talk about style. Did you ha- you both have your style done? I'm the only one that hasn't, but I don't know anything about it. Jenna had her style done by me. I okay, had my style life-giving. done by my consultant. It was a requirement. Oh, I'm so glad. It was a requirement. You have to have your color and style done before you become a consultant. And so I had my style done right before I applied. It wasn't something that I thought was necessary. I just spent money on my color analysis. I feel like this is what a lot of people, they spend the money on the color because it's an immediate black or white difference. Style is so much more gray, but also so much... I don't want to say more life-giving, but it, it truly is that missing puzzle piece. I cannot tell you before we jump in how many pieces of clothing, like you were just talking about Mary Pat, you went and you bought it because it was in your season, but then you put it on at home and you're like, "Mm, there's something about it that I don't love. Like I know it works on color, but the style is still not quite right. Maybe it's where it hits your waist. Maybe it's the size of the ruffle. Maybe it's the pattern. Maybe it's no pattern, what that looks like. And those are all really solvable answers and, and knowledge that you just don't have the ability to understand or know outside of having some background knowledge. So style is a three part service. 
It is top of the line for all styling services. I adore doing style. It uh, combines not only your body architecture, so the actual bone structure of your body. We also take into consideration when deciding your clothing personality, your your actual personality. We take a personality quiz. And then we also talk a lot about your lifestyle. We would never want to give you a clothing personality that fit your body and your personality, but didn't fit your day-to-day life. That feels very off balance and not on the right path. And so we marry those three things, body architecture, personality, and lifestyle to give you this clothing personality. Now, our clothing personalities are made up of archetypes. So we use Carl Jung's six archetypes. You could look that up online. He has the archetypes of dramatic, classic, natural, gamine, ingenue, and romantic. Those are our six choices. You can be just a single archetype. You could just be natural or just be romantic or just be an ingenue. But more than likely... um, 99% of the time, you're a a mixture of the two. So we use those six archetypes to make up 23 different unique clothing personalities. And um, as a natural romantic, Jen and I both are natural romantics. And we love comfortable, really uh, outdoorsy, flowy things. But we also like to marry that with some part of glamour some part of womanly... I, I I hate to use the word sexy, but that is really a descriptive word for romantic. Mm-hmm. I, as, as long as I don't really identify as a sexy person, but I do oh, like... Look at you. <laughs> okay. I'm in a sweatshirt <laughs> for the record. Um, I, I, I identify as a full-on catfish. It's either hotness or hot mess. Like there's one <laughs> in between. And so... But but even if I'm in sweats or an athletic t-shirt, I want a sparkly earring or I want a bracelet or I want that lipstick. There's got to be something very womanly about my outfit for me to feel super authentic in who I am. As a teacher in my past life, I dress very classically with like these lined shirts and these blazers. And I just look back now thinking, no wonder you were so uncomfortable in your day-to-day clothing because it just mm-hmm. wasn't me. It just wasn't. Uh-huh. It did fit my lifestyle then, but it still didn't fit my personality. And so I love that we have the ability to marry all of those things to really help to narrow down the size of your earring, the cut of your pant, the all that stuff is super fun, but it also just gives you that freeing experience, just like color of narrowing your shopping experiences on what you really want versus need. Um, it's a total win-win in my book. Obviously, it's a service I sell. But in the same breath, Jenna can attest that it is truly awesome. So it was so life giving. And I signed up for it in the middle of harvest, which was like dumb because we were so busy, but that's Mm -hmm. what worked for the girls and Kylie's schedule. And looking back, it gave me such a sense of myself and was just so life giving during the busiest time of year and kind of, I feel like gave me a recharge. So yes, I love style so much. It is the missing puzzle piece. I've had friends ask me like, which did you like better? It's not that I liked one color or style better. It's just now everything makes so much more sense. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering, I thought from somewhere, someone told me you can do the style virtually. Is that right? You can for now. I do think that House of Color is starting to push us toward more in-person style. But yes, uh, virtual is a great option. We I give you a pre-survey. We go through all your measurements. You send me pictures. You send me all sorts of information ahead of time so I can do some footwork in the behind the scenes. And then we have a two to three hour session in person um, on Zoom with other people. There's usually three to four total people in the class. And then you get your clothing personality or your CP that then gives you all sorts of information on the back end. I will give you a few handouts. You get a 60-page book with your your purchase of a virtual style session. And honestly, the information in it 
can be applied to many different areas of your life, just like we were talking about decluttering. And it just really helps us to put some discipline on some of the areas where we might be retail therapying it. But in reality, we can refine our purchases. You're right. I need it. It's truly amazing. And I want to talk a little bit about uh, like the freedoms it gave me. So I feel like there was, it gave me the freedom to not buy into a trend that wasn't going to look good on me because there are like some things like when you have the baggy pants and the baggy shirt that my clothing personality, I need a waist and I need shape somewhere. So if I have baggy pants, I need a tight shirt or vice versa. Like right now, postpartum, I'm living in biker shorts and a flowy t-shirt and I don't feel sloppy in it. And so it just was so life-giving in the fact that I can piece outfits together, even when I'm living this like very casual day-to-day life, but still look put together. And now I don't buy things that I know because they're trendy. I know they're not going to serve my figure well. So it gives me freedom to just like that trend's not for me. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. I love the oversized tee with biker short trend. So I don't know what I'll do if I'm not in that category. (laughs) And the cool thing about it, Mary Pat, is it's not, it's never restrictive. It's kind of like color. We never say don't do this or don't do this. We still want your wardrobe to be fun. We still want you to express yourself in your own way within your clothing and your makeup and your accessories and all of that. It's just how we do it might be a little different. The design on your oversized t-shirt, if you, whether you tuck it or you don't tuck it, um, we can just give you these tools to implement if it makes sense for you in your own way. It's not that anything's off off limits. We'd never do that. So uh, oversized tea might be great, but maybe we have, we roll the sleeves for an extra detail or we, you know, I don't know exactly a good example, but I've never seen an oversized tea be completely off limits for everyone, but we could always, if we needed something more fitted, we could throw um, a sweatshirt around your waist to make your waist show more. There's all different ways we can work it in. I was shopping this weekend, Kylie, you'd be proud of me because I saw this oversized graphic tee that was in my season and I was like, I need to switch it up. I keep wearing the same too. But the design on it it almost had an acid wash and then like just very block letters and there was nothing romantic about it. And I was like, I'm never going to wear this because it's not, it doesn't add that girly thing that I need in my style. I actually need some more oversized graphic tees. I've been reaching for those lately as well. And I kind of wear the same three. So I need to keep, keep this out on my radar. Yeah. Well, I had no luck. They they were more like, they were probably more dramatic type styles, I feel like. You could throw on some round earrings and a fun shoe. Actually, look at the clip I bought. Cute. They have a multi-pack on Amazon. We can also link those in the show notes. No, I'm just kidding. This is not even my show. Yeah. So there's so many things that you can add into your life and it's just angles and it just, you learn a lot about yourself as a person through your style. And again, it's just another way to express. It's an artistic expression. The way that we dress ourselves is a creative artistic expression of who we are on the inside. And when we can really honor, not only do we look better aesthetically pleasing to the outside, but we just feel so much better. And honestly, bottom line is we want to feel good and be confident in what we wear. And as women, especially as mothers, there's nothing more that we all deserve than to feel really good in our clothing, no matter what size we are. Absolutely. I love that. And I would be so interested to see like, you know, our lifestyles, just like what I've gotten crap for what I wear in the tractor before. So like mm-hmm. what kinds of things would, cause I don't care what people think. Honestly, I just want to be comfortable and I do care how I feel even when I'm in the tractor. So, but, or like just days like this where we're home with the kids yeah, I'm right now I'm just wearing sports clothes, but sometimes when you have meetings like this over Zoom, I would like to know like what kinds of things 
what I feel the most confident in, you know? Yeah. And one of my best tips for anyone, no matter whether you know your color and style or not, is if we're living this life of whether we're at home with kids or we have a meeting or whatever, if we have any doubt of uh, a glimmer of less confidence than what we should have or what we want to have, get yourself ready. Um, Just go get ready for the day as if you had to go out and see other people. And a lot of times as you pass yourself in the mirror, you're going to feel a lot better about yourself because you've done your hair and you've done your makeup rather than in those constantly oversized everything that, you know, our t-shirts from high school and all those things we still have stuck in our closet. Get yourself ready and that'll be an instant boost of confidence. It's a bonus if you know your color and style. Style, you want to talk about the points of interest, Kylie, because I don't can't remember if that was through the personality quiz or what that was through, like how many points of interest I should have to feel put together and or whoever, because I know everybody's is a little bit different, right? So they are. So points of interest are anything externally that we're adding to our outfit. So we wear a shirt, a pair of pants. Your points of interest would be a tuck, a feature on the clothing, an earring, a headband, glasses, a lipstick, your makeup being done, your hair being fixed. They're all different added points. Watch, rings, fingernail polish, toenail polish, shoes, any accessory and anything on top outside of our clothing, basically. And so points of interest vary based on your clothing personality. Um, you might have some classic in your clothing personality if you have closer to five or six and they are the same all the time. That's not that's not fail proof. You're not going to for sure know your classic, but a lot of my classic clients love real jewelry. They have their same gold or silver necklace, or they have their same stud earrings that they wear all the time. If you have romantic in your clothing personality, like Jenna and I, we kind of are like the more the better. And so we love more like seven to 14 points of interest or seven to 13. Um, the rule of thumb is seven to 10. So when you look at yourself in the mirror, we can look and see, okay, I've got my lipstick. That's one. I've got the rest of my makeup done. That's two. I fixed my hair. That's three. Those are a really easy three. Um, earrings are four. A necklace would be five. A watch would be six. Uh, toenail polish with open toed shoes, seven. Like we can get to seven really, really easily. And the difference between points of interest and no points of interest are what makes an, an outfit, for lack of a better word, interesting. They're called points of interest for a reason. And so I could take off all my makeup. I could pull my hair all the way back. I could untuck my shirt and I would just look so Bland. plain. Plain is a good word for it. it doesn't, it's not bad. There's not, there's not a positive or negative connotation to plain. I don't want to look plain. And we all three could put the same outfit on and how we accessorize it would be so different and unique to us that it could be um, a Kylie outfit, a Jen outfit, or a Mary Pat outfit just by our points of interest and our accessories. Um, And so when in doubt, you may think, am I dressed up enough? Throw on some points of interest and you will up-level your outfit every time. And I think an important... uh, An important... Oh my goodness, I cannot speak. An important point to kind of drive home here is that none of this is about vanity. It's literally about just feeling the best in your skin and the body that God blessed you with. Yep. I would always rather be overdressed in any situation than underdressed. And I think that holds true for everyone. But like Jenna said, no matter when that that shadow of doubt comes in, because if it doesn't come in, you are so lucky. How fortunate are you if we don't have any doubts about how we look, our body image? you know, I think everyone does at some point. And in the point of color and style is not to say you look good in this, but you look bad in this. It's you look good in whatever you put on. We want you to look great. And we not only want you to look great, but we want you to feel even better than great. And we want you to feel like yourself. And again, 
with style being a creative, like you get, you get the paint with the colors, like you get the, your best paints that you would put on your body, but the style makes it more creative and you get to do abstract art with it at that point. Like you have, you have the tools with the color, but then you get to actually do something with the tools that feels even more like yourself than just the coloring. I just made up that. So if that sounded really crazy, <laughs> I loved I'm it. Sold. I loved it. <laughs> sold. When can you get me in? Right. <laughs> I have a class open next month. Yes. <laughs> and it's truly a science. And so I want to share a little testimony. So after, like I said, I always wore black and then I got my colors done and black does not serve me well. So I slowly started to buy things in my season and I had this very favorite athleisure Lululemon jacket in black. And then it came up in this beautiful deep rust and I bought it and never in a million years would pre-color Jenna have bought that. Also like an, a friend and I that are autumns, we joke that like every shade of poop looks best on us. Like mm-hmm. all the poop greens and stuff. Those, those are our colors. My we favorite. never would have bought is um scours green like it that's not a real color but like baby pig diarrhea green is my favorite color to wear i love that one too yeah oh yeah but i never would have loved that color prior to knowing my season anyways i buy the rust jacket in a color i never would have considered in a million years because that oh i'll never wear that i started wearing it and just literally still wearing athleisure but wearing athleisure in my color and even leggings i got rid of black leggings finally it took a long time but Mm -hmm. i did give those up and it's unreal the amount of compliments I would get just on, I'm still wearing athleisure, but I'm in my season and people would say like, Oh my gosh, you look so great. Or I love that jacket. And not that I was searching for compliments, but it was almost just like reassurance that it truly is scientific and it makes a difference in how you present yourself to the everyday world. Mm-hmm. So crazy. Mm-hmm. You're just a walking testimony. Thank you. Yes. Yes. I'm a big fan of house of color and style. Mm-hmm. It's so great. What tips would you give somebody looking to kind of not embark on the exact same journey as you, but somebody who's looking to like find what really fills their cup? That's a great question. I have, I'm a big proponent of not living into the shoulds of life. So every time we tell ourselves I should be, and I still do it today. Like I still do it every single day. I should be doing laundry. I should be doing the dishes. I should be playing with my kids. Uh, All that does is create this ounce of guilt or doubt. And it puts a really negative connotation on the conversation, no matter what we're talking about. So in the farm world, I should have been doing the books because that's what I assumed my husband married me for. Like not my personality, not my looks, not, not this like match made in heaven. It was just because I could do the farm books. Not true. But when I stepped outside of that, that idea that I should be doing something, then that opened up space to allow me to be creative and passionate about something outside of my things that I was so forced to do or feeling forced to do. And so there's got to be white space somewhere for you to even have the opportunity to visualize something other than what your current situation is. Um, if you'd have asked me when I had my colors done, I vividly remember leaving my color appointment and saying, wow, this is really cool. But it never crossed my mind that I could ever do it myself. One, because who was I to be a color consultant? I was this rural girl from Missouri and a farm wife and like, who's going to listen to me? But also I had exactly zero space in my world for anything more because I was completely maxed out. And so we have to realize and kind of drop some of the balls that aren't serving us as hard as that is. Um, And then when we do that, all of a sudden, you'll open up some white space to figure out, maybe I do want to explore that. 
or maybe it's just white space to understand a little bit more about yourself and learn about who you are as a person. So we have to clear out a little bit of space in our calendar for room for anything else. And I think one of my biggest downfalls as a human being is my plate is almost always very full and I like to put stuff on top and a lot of the stuff falls off the edges. And so we have to clear space on our plate before we can add anything else. Does that answer your question? Yes. Great answer. That was awesome. Very good advice. And like you said, it can be a very hard thing to do, but super necessary if you want to grow personally. Absolutely. Is there anything you want to add about color or style, Kylie, or any FAQs that we missed that people that have never heard about it might want to know? Um, Fun fact, the best color for everyone in the entire world that like anybody can wear it, blue, black, brown, beige, white, green, whatever color your skin is. The color that every single person can wear is true red, primary red. Go Huskers. Yeah. So (laughs) if you are in doubt and you don't know, and you're like, man, family pictures are coming up and I don't know what to wear. They're on some true red because it works for everyone. We can also find your best red, um, but everyone wants it to be black. It's just not black. Okay. Uh, I also like to tell all my clients, I am frugal. Like I'm a farm wife. We know money and we know, we know having money and we know not having money. Um, farming it just ebbs and flows. Everything is crazy. And we, we know big dollars and little dollars. So when my clients come in, I don't ever expect any of my clients to go completely turn their wardrobe over in like six months. It takes years to, to really start to, um, transform your closet. And so, um, it, it's just such a life-giving process, y'all. It is worth every penny that I've spent on it. And and not only that, I love interacting with rural women, which was what I started to do in the beginning with Kylie Epperson, the Kylie Epperson brand, the Grateful Farm Wife. I don't know if all you OGs remember the Grateful Farm Wife, still me, still grateful, still farm wife. Um, but it brings those women who I was communicating with from far and wide into my studio. And I get to just love on them and tell them how beautiful they are and make them feel really special. And that honestly is the best gift I could have ever given myself. Um, and hopefully given them as well. So there's not really anything to add. I 10 out of 10 recommend doing it. If you're within a four hour radius of me, you should absolutely come see me. But other than that, that's it. I have one more question and this probably would have fit earlier in the episode, but I'm dying to know. Sometimes when I'm shopping, I convince myself, like I'll be like, is that spring? Is it autumn? But I convince myself, oh, well, at least it's warm. I can make it work. Talk me through that. As, as in autumn, spring colors will look very cheap on you. Okay. As in spring, autumn colors will look very heavy and drab on a spring. So you're not a spring. So, so if the color looks really cheap, if you hold it up to yourself and it feels neon, I always like to compare it to a Lake of the Ozarks shirt. We went down to the Ozarks or any of your trendy summery vacation spots and we bought a shirt that's neon and it has lake or lake bum or beach bum, uh, you know, we're at Gulf Shores. That feels really cheap on anybody but a spring. Um, you are better, in my personal opinion, in something warm than something cool in a lot of ways. So I don't think uh-huh. you're wrong in that. You know, when we go from warm to cool, it's good to really not that good. But then when we go from warm to warm, it's good versus great. And so you're not wrong in that. But again, I want you to ask yourself all those other style questions of would I buy it on sale? If I would, would I buy it for full price? then I'll buy it on sale if that works. Um, is it an eight, nine or 10? Does it really fit in my closet? Am I going to wear it with everything else in my closet? That's another question you can ask yourself as an autumn, a true dingy, rusty, earthy autumn. Um, yes. Those are questions you can ask yourself to kind of help you talk yourself in or out. 
That makes sense. And I, so I have an older sister that I look up to and admire and she's a winter and she's a natural classic. So very different styles, very different colors. And I would always try to like dress like her. And I, I always felt like, well, she, Megan can just rock that. And I look dumb or I have this, she has this hot pink blazer. She looks like a total bombshell in and I put it on. I look like a bimbo and I feel like color and style answered mm-hmm. why I can't dress like my sister. <laughs> Cause you are Jenna, not your sister. Yes. Okay, Kylie. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that our listeners are encouraged and answered their questions about house of color and style. Wow. We both have screaming. You guys, it would only be fitting (laughs) if Rowan were also sitting here talking like all of our babies born very close together. Um, that would be, that would really be the, the icing on the cake, but I love it. It's not bothering me. I appreciate you guys so much for allowing me to come on and talk color and style. More importantly, just being able to talk to rural women because that's my favorite type of women, other farm wives. It's, it's been such an honor. I'm just so grateful. Okay. Well, I've been hovering over my mute button this entire time, you guys. Mm-hmm. So anyway, <laughs> um, just I don't want to forget because we want to make sure that our listeners um, can find you outside of the podcast. So tell us where they can find you. Yeah, absolutely. So my main website is kylieepperson.com, K-Y-L-I-E-E-P-P-E-R-S-O-N.com. You can also find me at kylieepperson underscore. That's my farm page, personal page, all the things page. And then I have a separate house of color page, H-O-C underscore Kylie Epperson. Those are my main three, three platforms. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Kylie. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode with Kylie. We left the conversation feeling inspired and are so thankful for all of the wisdom and growth nuggets she shared with us today. She's truly an inspiration and great friend of ours. Make sure to tune into the Midwest Farm Wives podcast where you can connect more with Kylie and her co-host Whitney and find her social channels linked in the show notes. Remember to subscribe for notifications when new episodes drop every Tuesday. Leave us a review or share the podcast to your stories for a chance to win this month's giveaway and find us outside of the podcast on our social channels linked in the show notes. See you next time.